Welcome to your morning coffee. I am Brian. And I'm Leah. I'm doing so much better at these intros these yeah. days. It's two for two today. Finally. <laughs> I finally nailed it. Um, Leah, today we're going to talk about um, death and fate. Oh my gosh, this is a heavy one. There's I'm, trying, I'm trying to play... For try the, a different one. I'm trying to play sound effects and it's not working. No, not today. I'm sure there's some button I haven't figured out how to yeah. push. Um, would you look, if you could, for one day uh-huh. to find out when you were going to die? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Yeah, because I, I don't I think I why? would. Yeah. Um. So, yes, I would want to know because I feel like I could. <laughs> I think I'd be so crippled by it. I wouldn't. I feel like I would be inspired. No, but I mean, like crippled by the decision of whether. Like, I think oh, yeah, if I had decision. till midnight tonight to look. Like, I think I'd be up at, like, 11.40 tonight being like, <laughs> like should, I do <laughs> should I just look? <laughs> Except it would crush me if it was, like, 2026. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's the thing. It's, like, I would for sure uh, want to know because I feel like um, it would help me gauge, like, how much time I have to do all the things that I want to do. And it's, like, um, I just – I think that – but – to your comment of like, okay, if it's like, you know, five years ahead, I'd be like, how? <laughs> <laughs> right. You had no because information I, about how you're like, dying. That's the thing. It's like, there's no information to tell me how. So then there were oh obviously. God. Can you imagine that day? Especially if you were like fully healthy, you were like, something terrible is going to happen yeah, today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I would, there would obviously be some paranoia to it of like, okay, so five years, like. It's like that movie, um, whose name I can't remember still, um, with Will Ferrell. <laughs> Um, oh, Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction, yes. right. Yeah, where the... <laughs> I actually haven't... I've I've seen parts of it, but okay. it's been so long. But I do know, like, the concept is, like, his character gets written off. Right, and his, right? Whole, right, and his whole life is... Uh, so <laughs> follows the trajectory of this character, and he can't do anything to avoid it. Yeah. Um, which, I guess, in a way, that's kind of life. <laughs> like, do you feel like your life is written? I do. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tell me more. Well, I think it comes to uh, a little bit about the idea of um, like getting into a little bit of like astrology yeah, let's and do like it. Uh, the idea that um, we have written our lives for like we've written this life for ourselves, and a way of like reading it is through like getting a birth chart reading. For instance, I got my birth chart reading professionally done a few weeks ago it was um an hour, almost two hours long and uh, what inspired me was obviously I had ke- I kept listening to like I kept hearing uh the comment of like oh your Saturn return and I was like yeah. I don't really know much about this yeah and if you listen to our, our previous podcast with West Knight I um di- I dove a little bit into it and after my a better understanding of what this yeah. is Um, but essentially it was really interesting because, um, my friend was able to say, you know, uh, asked me what I do. And I was like, um, I work in marketing. And he was like, that's not a surprise because of this placement and this, but I can't remember exactly what like the planet was or whatever, but it was in the ninth house and that rules PR and marketing. So he was like, so you're very natural in marketing and i was like this is insane that's good news but it was also like just little things that he was able to predict like he could tell um that i probably left home early and like grew up like you know had to grow up quick and 
So it's like this idea that like there's a little bit of a, a blueprint, like looking at it as like a blueprint of being like, this is what's ahead. I will even <laughs> not even like so finding out when you're going to die, obviously, is probably not going to happen. Yeah. I'm not even sure I'd want my birth chart read to me. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like that's so invasive. It It is a little like... Um, I mean, I think it's cool that you did it. I I, the, I think I'd be so nervous. I Yes. And it's funny because my husband is like so... like He's just like, this is such a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is just a bunch of stars. And I was like, I understand, but some it's, it's a little eerie how accurate it was right um (laughs) i actually like replay it often because i'm like what is happening beyond confirmation of what you're doing and who you are Mm -hmm. did it tell you anything about yourself that you didn't know i think it told me um i think it was a good assessment to look at what i call like my shadow self like he called me like he was like um you know, with, I have a Libra rising. And so that's a lot about balance. And so it's a lot of like equal give, equal take. And he was like, in some cases, you probably have felt that it wasn't always Mm -hmm. equal. And I was like, yes. And, and he was like, in in some cases, you probably felt burnt by that. And I was like, yes. (laughs) And so it was just like, it was like a good understanding of, um, you know, there's always, like, pros to, like, certain things, and then there's also, like, the cons of it, like, the, you know, the shadow parts of it. So it's, like, addressing jealousy, yep. um, addressing the idea of, like, I just need to have, being grateful, like, I feel like I need to just, like, have, and I'm afraid of losing what I have. And so he's, like, abundance is plural. Yeah. And I was, like, yeah, that's, like, a really good mindset. So it was just, like, these little things that he mentioned to me that I knew deep inside, but it were more of like being called out yeah it was like a call out but with a hug <laughs> <laughs> what are you afraid of losing um i don't know that's a good question i think i'm just like um uh, you know like how how i grew up we lost our house in the beginning of the recession okay and so i think because of that experience i always i have that fear of like just losing everything right like losing the ability to live how you live yeah just like having like my life like you know the rug underneath my feet just like ripped Mm. up and so I think now although like a a pro to that is that I learned early of like money management I learned like how to work hard I learned how to um dream big and know like how to assess and like make the steps um but there's also again that fear that I don't have what I need, but mm. it's actually like you do. Like you have a roof over your head, you have food on your plate, you have like, you know, the stability. Do you feel like you live in active anxiety of of, <laughs> of losing things? This podcast in the last couple of weeks has turned into me interviewing you. I know. I think I'm just in this interviewing mindset now. Yeah, you are for sure. <laughs> um, yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And it's hard. And that, I mean, that's like a big reason why uh, I even went to therapy yeah. like started therapy because i recognized that it wasn't a mindset that was healthy yeah uh always feeling like um at any moment things could just be like gone yeah um and i uh, like that's when i recognized like i am still a part of me is still operating in survival mode that's scary and probably always will probably yeah but i mean you know it's not a it's not an awful place to be. It's it, not. Doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's crippling no no, I mean, like, I think that it has helped me um, 
grow in ways that I probably wouldn't have if I didn't have that experience. Yeah. Um, not saying that like these like <laughs> these experiences have to happen in order for us to like grow, but um, I think in some ways it's it's been you know helpful. Well, yeah, and I do think in you know whether there's <laughs> predictable paths of life. I mean, yeah. I think it seems like you've made an active choice to not be resentful about these things but rather like okay yeah here's what happened yeah how do i keep going yeah yeah and i think that's just like part of my personality too right. i don't like um, you have some resilience yeah and i don't i i'm a big believer in like we are the hero of our own story so it's like if you know we encounter something that is can be you know is troubling um it's an opportunity to uh, dive into it and it's okay to, this is, you know, I guess find your joy. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, doing the work to like get through it and um, class we had yesterday about self-care by Rosie. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave us like some questions that I thought was really helpful um, when we're in like these uh, moments. It's like asking us, what do we need? How do we feel? Like mm-hmm. how does our mind, body and heart feel? And so being able to assess that so that we can like move on and address and like also develop this uh, self-care plan for ourselves and then, yeah, being able to move forward. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Self-care is a fascinating thing. And I feel like Mm -hmm. um, it probably changes as you are in different phases of life. Mm -hmm. But I think learning also that other people need different things is really yeah it's like a really grown-up thing to realize is Mm -hmm. that you can't project it's hard not to learn but you can't be like this happened Mm -hmm. this probably makes leah feel this way like i actually don't know yeah and so versus like well i feel this way so everyone else must like and i want this so everyone else yeah like i have a brother who's very different from me and it was Mm -hmm. really hard for me to not sort of project onto him and i did for a lot of years like Mm mm-hmm clearly you want this level of socialization or this yeah. level of connection or you right. want to have this you want to and, and like yeah it just might not be true yeah it's hard because like um you know <laughs> one thing i've learned in therapy is that um therapy is the real mvp of the, <laughs> of the <laughs> your morning coffee podcast um just wait till i start going it's like oh, <laughs> holy shit well, season two yeah it's um we were talking about this uh, scenario that happened that I think is really funny. And uh, if my husband listens to this, um, he will laugh at it now. So we were in Noda and we went to Goodyear House yep. for brunch. And as we were leaving, our GPS, I can't remember, we were going to go check out a house. Okay. And so our GPS was like messing up, but I knew where we were. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you need to take a left. But the GPS was saying right. And he took a right. And I was like, no, 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 you need to take a left. And he was like, no, like the GPS said right, whatever. (laughs) So (laughs) when I was talking to our therapist about this, she was like in this, um, it's a good example of like just experiences in general. Mm -hmm. It's like you were having this one, you were writing this experience. Like you knew where you were, whatever. Um, But Someone else, even though in the same situation, was writing a completely different experience. And so it's like, (laughs) how can we honor that in a way where it's like, and not take it personal? Because like, to me, I was just like, 
you don't ever listen to me. <laughs> and he's like, no, like I listened to the GPS and I was like, nope, took it personal. It's like, I can't, and I can't do that, you know, because I'm just projecting onto him yeah. like this, what was in my mind and then, uh, and versus like what was his, and what was in his mind as well. So it's like that with experiences yeah. in general too. It's like, you know, relationships with like with your brothers or siblings in general, it's like, um, you're just two completely different people, even though if you have like some like common, like common variables of mm-hmm. living in the same house, you're having different experiences. Yeah. And especially if you're different ages or you yeah. go to different schools or whatever, you yeah. have different teachers, different friend groups, whatever exactly. it may be, different hobbies. I think one of the, one of my biggest abnormalities as a, as a leader is my inclination to do the people pleasing thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my biggest hurdle as a leader and you talked about directions but yeah. like faced in that situation I would always even if I felt <laughs> like the GPS was right <laughs> I would it, but I had someone in there and it depends yeah. on the relationship I suppose yeah but I would almost always just go to what the person wanted to mm-hmm. because I'd rather then like 10 minutes later realize that that person was wrong but rather yeah. than confront them right and like try to be a leader and be like <laughs> Well, I know what's right here. Right. And I don't know what that, it's, I have this huge, mm-hmm. I don't like it when people aren't happy with me. Yeah. And it's so hard as. That is really hard. Like, it is, uh, I really, not as much as I used to, but I really want people to like me. And that's <laughs> yeah. just a, but as you can never do things that Mm-mm. make everybody happy. No. Uh, that's the you, biggest lesson. Yeah, and I remember we had like a team of our leadership team three mm-hmm. years ago. It was like we had some underperforming employees and I was trying to make them happy. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I was like, okay, but what about the high performing people on the team? Yeah. Because if I'm serving only the underperforming people on the team, then the people that are actually performing are going to mm-hmm. be pissed off and leave. And all of a sudden, who am I actually? Yeah. I can't imagine the pressure of being like in a, in a leader position mm-hmm. like that and also having that people pleasing uh aspect of it's hard and you and donovan i think were joking <laughs> about it in the road when uh we were in the car last week but you know sometimes i'll send a slack and then like i'll like cushion it with a secondary slack yeah. and, like yeah it's like a few minutes later yeah. like like oh i hope this wasn't too hard right, because it like it it yeah. plagues me it's not like there mm. are some people and my oldest brother who is very successful and mm-hmm. he is he does not care at all what people mm-hmm. think about him I so Joe's the same way. It's it's. And I it's, don't get it. I don't either. Like but like right. But I'll send you. But I'll, if like and I if like I never. You are yeah. a bad example here. But like for somebody else that I employ, like if I have to mm-hmm. quote unquote come down on them or push back at them. Yeah. Like I will send a message whether it's in person or on Slack right. or on the phone, and I will be thinking about it for a long time. Like it's not like I say it and then move on to my next thing. It like yeah, you like think about it. Oh yeah, like hours. I'll, I'll like after. incessantly check to see if a person has followed up on my message. Has like, <laughs> like I mean, it's uh, I'm uh, so I live in my head. Yeah, I do too. It's hard, and I think um, finding people in our lives that balance that out is like important um, because uh, like again, Joe is that person for me where he's like uh, he said something to me the other day. He was like, it doesn't have to be that hard. And I was like, yes, it. I read so much into everything. I like do I, too. Yeah. And, and again, projecting feelings onto people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I presume because I put so much thought and intention into every little decision mm-hmm. I make, 
Yeah. I assume everyone else does too. Yeah. When it's often like the idea of FOMO. Yeah. It's like when I invite people over, mm-hmm. I'm very aware constantly of who I did not invite over. Yeah. Versus like, it never is like, oh, I just want to have this person over. Yeah. Because then I'm like, well, if I invite this person, then I need to invite you know, that person, and then that person's right. going to find out. Yeah. And so conversely, if I like see a couple friends <laughs> hanging out, I'm like, what the f? What? Like, how did did you <laughs> text me? I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, did I did I miss an invitation? Like, yeah. what? I'm like, so I, I think it's so personally. Yeah, it's hard not to take things personal. What I've learned though is that. Um, People don't think about as, like, they don't think about as much of something that you do. Correct. And it's so hard because I'm just like, how do you not? Right. Tyler is that, yeah. Tyler, like, couldn't care less. Yeah. Like, if she sees friends hanging out, her approach is like, oh, good for them. I hope they have a nice time. And I'm like. <laughs> You're like, how dare Wait, they? <laughs> I'm like, did we know this was happening? <laughs> like, which is hard because Tyler's usually the one that gets invited to these group hangouts. Yeah. And so she can she doesn't check her email. <laughs> she like doesn't really check her texts. Yeah. And so sometimes we'll actually be invited. Yeah. But Tyler will ignore it and no one invites me directly. And so then I'm <laughs> actually pissed off that we weren't invited, but we actually were invited. <laughs> I'm like fuming internally. You're just like, oh, gosh, I didn't know. It's exhausting in my head. So you would not find out when you would die. I don't think so. I think because I'm an overthinker, I think I would think about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I am not a total like live every day like it's your last. Like I, I yeah. am not, you know, I, I definitely uh, don't live as if today is my last day. Like I definitely plan for the future. Yeah. Um, But I don't want to like have a finite. I like the idea of not knowing because mm-hmm. I feel like I can be a little freer. Yeah. Like, cause there's Free a chance plus. there's somebody's gonna be like, you're gonna die when you're 100, and I'd feel totally yeah. freed by that and be like, oh my gosh, I have 64 years left. Yeah. But there's also like, you're gonna die when you're 60. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's soon. That's soon. Right. Like, what do I need to <laughs> that's do? It's like approaching. That's funny. I, um, I like the idea of, of, being that person that lives like um life to the fullest every day but i find that very hard to do i don't even know what that means yeah does that mean like you can't like you have to spend all your money you have to do all your adventures like you constantly have to be doing something yeah i have no idea i you know um i don't know if i told you this but prior to joe and i deciding whether or not we wanted to move Uh to charlotte we were actually debating on the idea of living on the road yeah yeah we were like because the idea of, um, I think we were both like rebelling against like the norm of, uh, was this before or after COVID? This was before. I was, can you imagine if, yeah. can you, imagine if you were decided <laughs> to live life on the road and then COVID hit and you're like, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That would not be so great. Um, but it was like, yeah, we, we really played with that, like, um, thought of the idea of just living on the road and just uh, exploring and seeing what the like States had, you know, had to offer. And, yeah. Um, although the idea was beautiful and really exciting and adventurous because we're both very adventurous people, um, I think a part of me would be terrified. Yeah. Because <laughs> it comes back to the idea of like, oh, yeah. I don't have anything. Yeah, you don't have anything. You're just, you're in your car. <laughs> yeah. But life, you just don't know. That's right. Well, I'm Brian. And I'm Leo. And I hope you enjoyed your morning coffee. Email us, podcast at someonecoffee.com. <laughs> that was a command. <laughs> 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 I figured out. Uh, have a great morning, everybody. Bye.